Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. And if you've hung around Little Z's at any length of time, you probably know that my whole philosophy of sleep revolves around the bedtime routine. If you are asking me, why is my child waking up in the morning? Or why are they suddenly waking up at 2 a.m.? Or why is their nap so short? I'm always going to ask you to tell me about their routines. And the bedtime routine is like the key to understanding your child's entire journey of sleep. So today on the podcast, I invited my friends Carly and Katie of We Talkers. And we had this concept a couple of months ago to why don't we educate families on how we can use the love of language and sharing the love of language with your child, with your baby during the bedtime routine. And you're going to hear more about why I I feel this way, but um, I've had experience with families who do feel a little bit frustrated for the bedtime routine. They, They don't find it fun. They don't find it engaging. They're having a hard time connecting to their child. And this podcast episode is going to be so helpful for you to just pick and choose some strategies that they, that they share. The last thing we want you to feel is overwhelm. So as you listen to like, how could you incorporate language or songs or rhymes in the bedtime routine, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I actually just want you to pick one of these things and try it tonight. Now, if you are feeling lost about your bedtime routine, make sure you check the episodes where we cover the ideal bedtime routine for babies. Just if you are on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down into the show notes. If you're on our website, we will link that below. If you're any other podcast player, the notes are there. But here's the thing. This episode will not make sense if you do not have a bedtime routine. And so before we get into this, I just, I had to tell you that because that's only fair, right? My mission is to help make your parenting life easier. And part of that is to break things down in a step-by-step format that builds upon itself. So step one is implementing a bedtime routine. Step two is this podcast episode. So if you feel ready and prepared to learn about how to implement language, songs, and rhymes, and create a more connected bedtime routine through those strategies, you are going to love this episode. Let's jump right in to talk with Katie and Carly. All right, y'all, let's welcome back We Talkers. But this time we have We Talkers double the fun here today with us. So we have both Carly and Katie. I am so happy to have you guys here with us today. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Becca. We're so excited to be here. Yes. So, all right. I want to do just a brief intro. In the past, I've always been like, ah, you know, Carly, let's start talking. But we have another beautiful face with us today. So hi, Katie. I would love for you to introduce yourself to us a little bit and share with us a little about your family, um, where you're located, a little bit about you and yourself. Yeah. I'm excited to be joining you guys today. Um, I am Katie and I live in Arizona with my husband and four kids. I have my oldest is seven and my youngest is six months, seven months. He turned seven months yesterday. So yeah. And, um, I am a pediatric speech therapist. Um, and Carly and I have had the super good fortune of working together this past year. I feel super lucky to have found such a soulmate in the speech language pathology industry. (laughs) Yeah. Her and my husband are the most texted on my phone. So there's that. (laughs) I love that. Carly, share with us a little bit about where you are in your life. 
Uh, sure. So I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I have two little girls um, at home. And yeah, Katie and I actually met on Instagram. If you're if you're new to us, and we've been working together for a year now. We started an online community for parents, our membership, and we just released our new baby course too. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, you guys, the reason I had Carly and Katie on the podcast today was because they are so good and so natural on Instagram, kind of combining their obvious love of speech and also their moms. So they do a really good job of taking the approach of like, it doesn't have to be hard to introduce education around language to your kids. And so one thing that I, I have seen a lot over the years working with clients and then hearing from them is the bedtime routine. If you know anything about little Z's, the bedtime routine is like the foundation. Like you cannot come to us and say, why is my kid waking up early without us saying, well, tell us about your bedtime routine. Like this is the foundation for everything. But in my time of going into families' homes, the bedtime routine, while it is similar steps, everybody kind of has a little bit of a different take on it. But what I found, and maybe this is because the parents were exhausted, is there was not a lot of conversation happening during the bedtime routine. I mean, you had your cute little like, oh, yay. And oh, you're so cute, you know, and things like that. Like the way that you talk to your baby. But I think that we could now that we are well rested, we could go beyond that and think through, okay, what are some ways that we can incorporate speaking to our child songs and rhymes and not have the bedtime routine feel so monotonous, um, but feel a little bit more like it's a fun connecting time through language. So that's what we're going to talk through today. We're going to kind of look at a holistic approach to a bedtime routine and how we can incorporate language with our babies. So excited to talk about it. Yeah. Yay. So as we get into this, let's kind of preface like what ages should we be focusing on today? I know I approached you guys saying babies, but when I say babies, what ages to you does that encompass? Well, a lot of these strategies apply across the age span of babies, especially like when we think about self-talk and talking about what you're doing and what your baby's experiencing, um, because we know that their brain is growing faster in these first three years of life than it ever will again. So the self-talk is super important no matter what age they are. Um, But we also know that research tells us that in the first year of life, the quantity of words that your baby hears is going to be the most significant. Whereas when they turn two, it's more the quantity or the quality and the um, varying of vocabulary that matters a little bit more. So it doesn't matter what you're saying, as long as it's authentic um, and not, um, as long as it's authentic and true to you and your child, it's just great that they're hearing words. Um, Carly, you want to expand on that? Yeah. And I think a lot of we're speaking mostly, I think, birth to 12 months. And I think a lot of parents aren't thinking about talking and communication when their child is in that range. But really this first year of life is so important because that's when you're laying the foundation for communication and so many other things, right? It's a really important time um, in development. And there's lots of little mini milestones and steps before your child will get to saying their first words around 12 months. So by incorporating these things into your bedtime routine and the other routines that you're doing with your baby across the day, you're just giving them that boost and that strong foundation that they'll need to be strong communicators um, down the road. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. So foundationally in my world, it starts with bedtime routine. So let's go through every step of a bedtime routine to figure out, okay, how can we incorporate more language thought? And like, I love that you said, Katie, like more thought of like, okay, this is true to who I am. Cause the last thing we want to do is give you strategies today. And then tonight at bedtime, you're like, this feels awkward. Like we want it to feel, no, it may feel awkward if you've never done this before, but Mm -hmm. it does, you know, we want it to feel natural to you. So let's step into some strategies we can look at tonight as we get into our bedtime routine with our kids. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. So step one in a bedtime routine is bath. It's probably the most fun part of the day. So Katie, can you walk us through some ways that we can incorporate language and thoughtfulness during the bath time with our baby? Yeah, for sure. So when I think about my seven month old, I've done this since the day I took him home and I've done it with all my kids. But when you're preparing for bath, you're usually, you usually have your baby with you um, as you're preparing for bath. So we sing a little bath time song that I made up. You can make up your own song, but we just sing it's bath time. It's bath time. It's time to take a bath. And I sing that same thing over and over as I grab the washcloth and the soap from the other bathroom, because my kids stole the good soap and I grab his towel. I put his bath seat in the bathtub. um, And I just talk about what we're doing. And I, I, by the time he was four months old, he for sure knew when he heard that song, that bath time was coming and he loved bath time. So he'd kick his legs when I was singing it. He showed that he knew that I was going to give him a bath. But the only reason he knew that was because we had that routine and that predictable pattern. Um, so then we put him in the bath and we talk about what we're washing. We're washing your tummy, scrub, scrub, scrub. Let's wash your hair. Okay. One, two, three under and pouring the water over his head. Um, it depends on if your little one likes bath or not, right? Like some kids, it's like, let's just get it done and get them out. And then there's some kids who really enjoy it. And it's a great time to really, um, use that language model and have a lot of repetition. But if your little one isn't one who is a fan of the bath, you don't need to do a long language um, session in the bathtub. That's um, such a good point. Yeah. Like do not make this like a laborious, like this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. And your baby also hates it. Like, no, let's move it right. along. Right. If they like yeah. putting their pajamas on better at sprinkle it in more than, um, so yeah. It, and then you get them out. And when, when you wrap them in their cozy towel, usually you're by a mirror in the bathroom. Um, I think most bathrooms have mirrors, so you can do like a quick peekaboo, um, taking them out of the mirror and putting them in the mirror that's teaching them cause and effect. That's teaching them anticipation. My mom or dad is going to do something. Um, and, and usually you need to do that a couple of times before they start to understand the pattern. And this can be done. I mean, once they start to kind of have that light in their eyes, that they're aware of their surroundings a bit more, um, you can do this pretty young. So Okay. Chad, who is um, editing this podcast and also my husband is going to be like, yes, because he has his own bath time song that he just made up. Yes. We actually have this joke that like when he is like feeling um, not nervous, but like, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing. He kind of like sings a song about it, <laughs> which is not Chad. Like, that's not him. But he kind of like, what is it? What does he say? Oh, taking a bath. We're taking a bath. <laughs> we're taking a bath. Yes. Good job, Chad. That's amazing. (laughs) And it kind of soothes you, right? Like it kind of settles your angst. I think Mm -hmm. when you sing, we know that singing helps with emotional regulation. And so even as parents, like when your little one is wigging out, 
it's kind of nice to sing those silly little songs and soothe yourself so that you can soothe your child. Yes. So. And I love that you brought up the anticipation because um, bedtime routine is a series of steps that leads to bed. And mm-hmm. that that's not a scary thing. Like it's a really wonderful <laughs> place mm-hmm. to be is in your crib. And so if you know that like, oh yeah, I'm anticipating like the end is here and this is what's going to happen. Um, that's the whole point of a bedtime routine is to cue your child that like, okay, the day is done. Let's get into bed. And all those ways that we can do that between then. So I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you brought us from the bath. Um, I love that you said one, two, three under, by the way, because that's the most dreaded part of like, oh my gosh, now I got to put water over your face. Yes. Yeah. So one, two, three under was something that I learned from our swim instructor when I did like baby swim classes with my oldest. And they just said that it helps them prepare for something to happen. It's not unexpected and sudden, and it just gives them a a little bit more control or sense of control of what's happening to them, because there's some things we have to do as caregivers, um, that our kids might not like, but, um, it is a more gentle approach to, I have to, I have to clean you, but I'm going to kind of prepare you and be kind in my delivery of the water. I love that. I think that is so good. So moving on from bath, wrap them in a towel. The next part for us here at Little Z's is, okay, we wrap them in a towel. We slip the diaper on them. Again, one of, especially I'm thinking as an older kiddo, like from 10 to like 15 months, sometimes really hard to put a diaper on a child. So what are some ways we can incorporate like... (laughs) this is going to be good. I have to do this, but let's do it. Um, I for sure think talking to them, letting it know, letting them know it's coming. I think if they can stand, letting them even stand, holding on to the edge of the bath. And we would definitely recommend a song and rhyme for that too. We just find that it adds an element of playfulness, predictability, makes it fun and not this like bad experience. But again, you know, some kids just don't like that. So you can just even go one, two, three under your bum and, you know, fasten and off we go. And just kind of, like you said before, Becca, just move along. Um, and really when you're saying these words to your child, it's, it's helping them to understand words, which is the foundation of being able to say words. Kids aren't going to say words without first understanding them. So all this talking, like Katie was describing in the bath, you're, you're building up that really strong base of understanding language. And we speak at a lot of mom and baby groups and, and, um, people often say to us, like, I don't know what to say. Like, I feel awkward. And one tip we have for you is to use, to think about your baby's five senses. What are they hearing? What are they seeing? What are they experiencing? What are they touching? And that will give you a lot of ideas for things that you can say to them. So if that's you and it feels awkward, you're definitely not alone. We hear this all the time. And some of you, this might come really naturally. So just know what other, whatever side you're on that doing this is going to be super beneficial um, for your little one. And your baby's not going to judge you. Like, right. No, they they, love you. We, we always say it's your, your voice is their favorite sound, even singing. Um, if you don't consider yourself musical, I don't even consider myself musical. I'm still like, how, how are we singing on the internet? But we want (laughs) to encourage people. We want to encourage you to try it too. And you can do this. And like Katie said, make up your own songs. Um, or in our course, we have tons of songs that we can teach you to that are easy and fun. And yeah, we want to make it doable, not adding more to your plate. Like it's all just like fun and doable tips. Mm-hmm. I love that. All right. So this, um, we're going to kind of sit in this little visually sit and figuratively sit because 
Um, the feeding part of the bedtime routine for the baby. This is the part, if you know here at Little Z's, like this is the one where we have to make sure that they are awake and engaged on that feed. And so we always tell parents, even inside our program, like poke them, tickle them, talk to them, all the things. But that's fine for me to just say that. But for the parent who is sitting in the chair, feeding them the bottle or nursing them, okay, I, this feels weird. Like I'm staring at my baby. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, it can feel, it can feel a little bit intimidating, but one, one super easy tip is to kind of recall your day with your baby. So talk about what you did, who you saw, um, or maybe it's easier to think about what you're going to do tomorrow and you can tell them what you're going to do tomorrow in the morning. We're going to wake up and we're going to get your diaper bag packed. And then we're going to go see grandma. I bet grandma's I'm blanking on a pet. I bet grandma's, I bet grandma's cat is there. Um, anything that is going to happen that they're going to see the next day, um, can be an easy thing to talk about and probably feels pretty natural and is authentic to, um, your child and in your relationship. So that's an easy tip. Um, little songs and rhymes that aren't so lullaby-ish, um, can be fun, Um, there's a lot of fun body part songs that you can sing. We Mm -hmm. teach one called eyes, nose, cheeky, cheeky chin, which is, which is fun. And you can kind of just point to the parts on their body as you sing to them, um, and can keep them awake a little bit. Any song about toes, you know, grabbing their toes, that would be a way to poke their toes and keep them awake. Um, yeah. Any more ideas, Carly? No, I think that's good. I think, yeah, just talking about the five senses, planning, reviewing, and songs and rhymes, perfect. Hey, hey, just want to jump in real fast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, would you scroll down and give this show a five-star tap, hint, hint, wink, wink, and give us a little rating and review because we have been doing this podcast since 2018 and I am so excited. I can't even believe we're planning for 2022. It's going to be awesome, but I want to make sure we are on the right track. So would you give us your thoughts and opinions about this podcast in the ratings and review section? This would mean the world to me. All right, let's get back to our interview. Okay. Let's, um, let's address the siblings in the room who are, you know, it's easy to keep your kid awake. Cause you have like brother, older brother or sister, like screaming and running around the room. So how could we get a sibling engaged during maybe even the, let's back up to the bath or the feeding time. Like how could we get them engaged? Um, I think this would be great to kind of partner the whole family in with maybe singing that song or singing that rhyme or doing something with your baby. Any, any strategies or like obviously real life things that you've experienced mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. I mean, we hear this with our retalkers families all the time because the, you know, often the people that are in our courses or memberships have siblings and they say, Oh, even my older one loves it. Or my older one will show the baby. So one thing for the bath we that would be super cute too, is like lining up little plastic characters or things on the edge and make one, two, three jump and let the older one plop the toy in. They'll love feeling in charge of that. One, two, mm-hmm. three, jump, and let the next one go. And it's super engaging for the baby as well. What do you do with your kids, Katie? Yeah, after bath, um, my one, one of my kids in particular loves to help. And so 
I'll lay a blanket in the room. And um, after I put on a diaper, she will sing him a little song or read him a book. Um, And she's not a reader yet, but I just tell her what I would tell parents. You don't have to read the book. Just talk about the things on the page. And she does a great job and he enjoys that interaction. And she definitely keeps him awake and not drowsy. So, um, and then while she's doing that, I go get the bottle ready or I lay out his sleep sack, his PJs, whatever I need to do, um, or wrangle another kid in the other bedroom or whatever's happening in life. Um, so yeah. And she makes up her own songs now. It's so darling. All my kids do because they've just yeah, heard us sing so much. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, the next cute. generation of we talkers. Yes, I know. So good. Yeah. I've got the next generation of little Z's over here. So they're, oh, just, they're, they're well prepared one day. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. Funny. So, all right. The, the final stages of um, preparing to like get into the bed. So we, um, uh, Katie, you were just talking about like zipping up the sleep sack, getting your jammies on lotion. These are like such sensory things like the lotion and putting the jammies on and zipping mm-hmm. up the sack. I mean, how many parents out there is like, as soon as you start like zip it up, they're like, Oh, yep. Let me rub my eyes. I'm getting ready for sleep. These are such powerful cues. So, um, share with us some ways that we can incorporate your strategies with lotion, jammies, sleep sack before we get into bed. Yeah. So we're all about this and we definitely think that it shouldn't never feel like, okay, now I'm going to work on language. It should just be sprinkled throughout your day and pajamas and lotion and sleep sacks are a great time to practice that. So, um, there's a lot of sound effects that we use because babies really tune in to those fun sounds. Um, my youngest really doesn't love lotion, but he has eczema, so he has to have lotion. And so, um, on his face, I'll put a little bit on each cheek and on his forehead. And I'll just say, boop, 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 as I do it just real quick. And then I make a longer boop, boop, boop. And then he's done with his face. And then we sing a little song about this is the way we lotion your arm, lotion your arm, lotion your arm. And we switch to another body part and we get to his belly. And it's not that he sits there and enjoys every minute of it, but it is definitely better than when I don't incorporate a fun song or a playful interaction. Um, And so that is how we typically handle lotion at our house. Um, and then pajamas, we, that's a great time to talk about body parts. That's they're like Carly said, they're going to understand words before they ever say them. And body part labeling is really important as they get older, because you want them to be able to tell you what hurts. And if they don't know the label of the, of the body part, they aren't able to do that. So, um, saying, I'm going to put your arm in your jammies. Oh, here's one arm. Here's the other arm. Okay. Let's do your feet. Here's one foot. Here's two feet okay, all done. And then zip, um, is a good sound effect to try. And then they're done with the jammies. So there's lots of ways to sprinkle in some helpful strategies and know that you're being really intentional, um, about what you're modeling to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love those fun sounds. And the reason why is because older babies that are getting closer to saying words, that's going to be slightly easier for them to imitate and copy than the actual Mm -hmm. word. So it's just moving one step closer towards speaking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me just like address the elephant in the room for some of the people who are like, oh my gosh, I have to be an entertainer now. Like I've never (laughs) done any of this before. (laughs) Like I can literally picture the mom listening to this. Who's like, are you telling me I now have to sing a song like for every single part of this? Okay. 
What's no. your encouragement to a parent who is like, <laughs> what? This is a lot of information. Like this is a lot of songs. And like, like I'm not a singer. Okay. So yeah. speak to us like about maybe phasing these things in or like, where should we start? Where would you suggest? Like, what's your encouragement for that mom? I would say to start where you're comfortable. I would pick one strategy that feels like, I think I could do that. I think I could talk about what I'm doing. I think mm-hmm. I could talk about putting your arm in the pajamas um, and start there and, and see if that becomes more natural. And if it does, maybe get a little bit more daring and sing a song about what you're doing. Um, make it up. Um, I think also an, an easy strategy is... Um, what we call serve and return, um, which Carly is brilliant at explaining. So I'm going to let her explain that, but then I'll give the example. (laughs) Okay. So serve and return is a concept that has had, that there's been a lot of research on, and it's about basically thinking of communication with your child as a back and forth tennis match. Like you notice something that they do and it could be nonverbal. It could be them kicking their legs, looking towards you, making a sound. And then you that's their serve. And then you respond back by commenting on it in a meaningful way. Maybe it's something like, oh, you don't like this. You're feeling a little bit upset or, oh, I see you kicking your legs. You're so happy. So it's just like noticing their cues and going back and forth with your child. Yeah. And I think that that can feel authentic to someone who feels like it would be inauthentic to sprinkle in these strategies that they don't know because you as a person, as a human, you interact with other people all the time and you do this serve and return with adults all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's also really important to make sure you're doing it with your kids. And I think it might feel a little bit more natural to someone who feels intimidated because all you're doing is commenting on what your little one is experiencing or how they seem to be responding to you. So that can be a good one to start with too. Yeah. Pause and see what they give you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the song Katie gave the example, this is the way that's very simple to sing. Just, this is the way we, and then just put in whatever, um, whatever you think makes sense at the moment. And that's a pretty easy one to kind of dip your toe in, but yeah, I mean, Katie and I are just like all of you out there. It's not like every night, everybody takes a bath and it's all happy no. and sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. I mean, just last night, Katie sent me a text where it was like, I don't even know what just happened. Like, you know, those nights where things just go off and that's okay. It's just, yeah, these are just just... all revolt at the same time sometimes. (laughs) And it's a little bit much. And so last night there wasn't much singing. It was just like, let's get this done tonight. We'll try again tomorrow. (laughs) Right. And we don't want it to be like laborious because as, as business owners who want to like help make things easier for people. Like the last thing we want you to feel like is that, oh, you now have this giant task. You were just, you worked all day. Um, and now you got to keep it up. Like, and that's, you know, I mean, this is a whole separate soapbox, but like, that's why I love the fact that like, I'm wearing my sleep as a thing sweatshirt, but like, that's why I love the fact that like, you really should be able to enjoy a bedtime routine and put your child down and be like, you're going to sleep now because mm-hmm. we all need that time. And I think that for, for me, I know like not every night a sing songy, like you said, rainbows and sunshine, but I know that there are certain things that we do that like, it's our bonding for the night. You know what I mean? Like it's right. our, um, right. I have a, I, I have a song for both of the girls that like, I sing to them when they go to bed, you know, it's those it's those small cues that we've built since they were born. They're like, I still look forward to that. So it's no longer a chore. Um, it's something to look forward to, but just kind of like dipping your toes a little bit into some of the strategies you guys shared today. It's 
think it's really, really helpful. And it's important for your kids too, right, Becca? Like they say that the last like five minutes of your child's day and the first five minutes of your child's day are some of the things that they remember the most and the things that stick with them. So if you have a sleep routine that's that you're really struggling with, that can be hard um, when you feel like, ugh, that didn't go well. Um, and if you have a strong, predictable routine that most of the time goes well, then that feels really good. Um, and it doesn't happen all the time, but yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's talk about the last element of getting ready for bed is, uh, getting into the bed. So for babies, um, and this, and I'm really speaking from like the little Z's platform. The whole point is that they go into the crib awake and ready to put themselves to sleep. So I like that as well, because you, we want parents to, again, have that element of enjoyment. Um, they know what's about to happen. The baby is anticipating like, hello, you just did this whole routine. Like I'm anticipating that I'm going to get into the bed. Um, the obvious one here is lullabies, but what are some other ways that we can kind of queue up, um, even like getting the room ready to like get into the bed? What are some ways that we can incorporate some of your strategies into that final moment of saying goodnight? So there's a couple of things that I really like to do. The first one is the lights. Um, I will, as I get a little older, I help them kind of push the light. Obviously I'm doing most of the work. They're not like using their index finger to turn off the light, but I help them take their little arm and push the light off. And we say lights off and the night lights. And then I like to go around the room and say goodnight to the things in our room. Um, my youngest happens to have a lot of animals in his room. So we say goodnight to all the animals in you know the picture frame, the stuffed animal. There's about five that we do. So we say night owl, hoo hoo, night rabbit, hop, 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 night lion, rawr, goodnight duck, quack, quack, quack. And then I say goodnight, Mac, as I tap his chest. And then I say, good night, mama, as I tap my chest and then I lay him down into his crib. Um, so that's one fun way. Um, I feel like it ends on a positive note, um, that we try to incorporate and you're, it's a lot of repetition and predictability. And he would look for when I'd say good night lion, that was his favorite. And he'd look for the lion at a pretty young age because we'd said the name so much and he loved the roar at the end. So it's really neat to see their, understanding of language developed through these really simple patterns that you do at bedtime. The, the strategy of saying goodnight to things in the room is one of my favorites to also help curb any, like your child is upset when they get into the crib because it's very natural and it's very normal that your child might want to be vocal when you put them in the crib. Like some kids just are some kids get into the crib and they just got to like get it out for a few minutes and then they fall asleep. Um, but sometimes if you can incorporate things like that, like saying goodnight to the things in the room, and I love adding the animal noises. That's not something I thought of before. Um, a lot of times, like you said, it, it does, it changes the way that the nighttime ends and they get into their crib and then they actually, they don't cry. Um, they just roll around chew on their lovies or whatever. Um, if they're, you know, over a year or they're chewing on their fingers and then they go to sleep. And so that in itself, that's a, a strategy in one of my videos is like, Hey, say mm. connect to things in the room to get to the crib. And it may end the crying. Um, mm. and it really, it really can be so powerful. I love that. Yeah. He smiles before he goes into bed. Like that's the last thing that happens because he likes the duck at the end. And then he smiles and I lay him down. It's, it's a sweet interaction. So 
I love that. Okay. And I would say if you are listening to this right now and that is the most, the most stressful part is like, oh my gosh, my baby cries every single time they fall asleep independently. Everything's good. It's just that they cry when they get in the crib. And sometimes it's like for them, it's the parent that's like, oh, I just wish they wouldn't do that. Like everything Mm -hmm. is fine because sometimes you think it's your fault. Like, why are you crying? I did something wrong. You're like, no, it's just, sometimes it's the kid, but maybe just switching it up um, and ending it like that tonight really could be helpful. So these were super easy, tangible ways. I, I kind of talked about like, oh my gosh, do I have to be the entertainer in a joking way? Because sometimes parents, I think, pile too much on their plate all at one time. And what you guys are suggesting is just some small, simple things to begin to like sprinkle into your routines and see if they mm-hmm. stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to be the entertainer at all. It's just, you know, we want to think of it more as like simple ways to connect and you'll see what your child responds to. And then you can kind of go from there. I love it. So as families see wins with this, like they try some of these things tonight during bedtime routine and they are hooked on it. How can they learn more about what you guys do and what you guys have to offer for families? Well, we have a free resource for your listeners and we call it our baby bundle. And when you get that, we have a list of our favorite books for babies. We didn't get a chance to talk about reading today, but of course that's important for language development. I totally Um, forgot that step of the bedtime routine. (laughs) Oh, we talked about it a little bit with, with the sibling helper. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. Did. Oh there my you gosh, go. Guys. Sibling helper. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you'll get our language development milestones for babies. And again, people aren't usually thinking about this. So we think it's um, so great um, for parents that are really intentional and want to be proactive to learn kind of what these mini milestones are and things to look for before speaking begins. And you'll also get like a songs and rhymes video for, from us. And you'll see Katie demonstrate a song with her baby and really like a whole page of activities or or ideas you can do throughout your day. Yeah. yeah. And then if, if that's helpful, we also have a baby course that we call talk baby and you'll see all kinds of examples of um, us singing with our babies and, you know, parents know it's important to talk, sing and read, but they're kind of like, how do I do that? Like how, how. And so we break that down. We show you what to do at the different ages. And we work with so many toddler parents who like wish they knew this information earlier. So we wanted to make it into um, our online course. So anybody could watch it. Yeah. I love that. Gosh, what a generous, the baby bundle is going to be so helpful. Thanks guys. Yeah, of course. I think it will be helpful. Awesome. Well, y'all um, go follow them right now on Instagram at we talkers, W E E talkers, go check them out. They have so much to share. They're so generous with their information. And thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks so much for having us. I'm grateful to be here. It's our pleasure. Thanks. (laughs) Guys, I hope that you have such a great rest of your day. And as you head into bedtime routine tonight, try out some of these strategies. Let us know how it goes. Sweet dreams. See you next time.